0: You're listening to episode 79 of the God Center Mom Podcast. And today I'm chatting with Oh Amanda, Amanda White of OhAmanda.com. She and I are back with some family movie mom insight for some of the latest summer movies. We also talk about uh, some date night movies, some movies we saw earlier this year, and some classics. But the main movie we spent half of this episode talking about is Inside Out. And I'm here in the car by the pool with my boys. Boys, did you like Inside Out? Yay! Yeah. Woo! And we also spent some time talking about Tomorrowland. What would you guys think about that one? Boo. Boo! Now, we did find some redeeming conversations to have even with the movie Tomorrowland. And I think it's a great one to see for your teens. Uh overall it's a great conversation i know y'all are going to enjoy what we chat about and i hope it gets you thinking about how movies can be more than just entertainment how they can grow your family together how they can reveal what your values are and they can (laughs) help and you can help you uh, evaluate what you're taking in and what comes out all right here we go
1: Hey, Amanda. Welcome back to the God Cinderbond Podcast. Heather, I've missed you, and I've missed talking about anything with you, <laughs> but movies especially.
0: I know. It feels like we've just had this pause for way too long. What I, if we had,
1: like, a real life where we haven't
0: watched movies or something? Yeah, I, I think I think there was periods of time where you and I were like, uh, I haven't even really seen anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and any time, any time then, when we had seen something, like Cinderella, we were both like, <gasps> yeah, let's chat about Cinderella. And life just, like, blew by. Uh, like, I felt uh, like that was just...
1: I did love Just, Cinderella. That was really good. Not today, but that was fabulous.
0: And I think it's coming out in September on DVD. I can't. Right? Wait. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, we should I, have
1: a mini podcast about it then.
0: Yeah, I think so because I'm sure everyone's seen it. If not, when it comes out, they will. Did and your boys like chat. it? You know, the one thing they didn't like is all the cleavage. Really? Yeah. I said, what did you guys think? Because I was like, oh, this is awesome. And they're like, why did the girls keep showing? And they're like gesturing on their <laughs> chest. And I was like, well, that's just how they dressed back then. Think of how modest they were everywhere else. But it like bothered them.
1: Interesting. I know. Hmm. I know. So
0: glad it bothered them. I know. Well, I think my boys tell me more than maybe most boys tell their parents. I don't know. Well, good because for you. Because it's kind of a conversation that we have sometimes. Which you should, yeah. Yeah, but besides that, I thought it was awesome. And we can talk, I guess, about that on another podcast. No, don't apologize. (laughs) I totally was thinking of that when you and I talked about talking today.
1: Oh, yeah, it was so good.
0: So good. And you wrote a post about it. I did. So we can put that in the show notes if people are curious. um,
1: I was hoping it would be like at the summer dollar movies. You know how they do it Yeah,
0: yeah. It's
1: totally not. It's all old movies. Old-er. (sighs) Well, my parents saw it last weekend. Oh, yeah. Just in mm-hmm. the theater. Uh-huh. I couldn't the theater. find it anywhere around here because Asa still hasn't seen it. And he really just wants to see the Frozen Short at the beginning. But <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I I wanted to go with them. But we were out of town. Oh, but yeah. OK. But we did both see Inside Out, which is the big movie everyone's talking about. Yes. Right now. Okay, and you wrote a post about that, which I'll put a link in the show notes. I did. I did. And I did not make time to do that. So I'll just keep telling people that you wrote a post. Yeah, and you just tell us what you thought about it too. Well, tell, you know, give them a quick synopsis of what you thought. Yay, nay.
1: Oh, well, I go see, first of all, go see. I saw it by myself because I saw it as a pre-release and it was like late at night and during a big performing arts camp that I do with the kids. And so I didn't want to take them out at night. <laughs> yeah. So I saw it by myself. So that kind of changes your, you know, like perception of it a little bit because you don't have yeah. kids asking any questions. And so they still yeah. haven't seen it just because of our schedule. We just haven't been able to go see it. But I thought it was, first of all, it was so great because it was about parents are awesome. I mean, I feel like that was an underlying thing to it. And so I honestly, I don't think there was anything that made me raise raise my eyebrows um, and be like, "Eh, I don't know, honestly. So I think it's really good for any age. I don't think that it's super um, preschool ish. It's not like the I mean, the little kids will like it, but I don't think it's super preschoolish. It's got an older yeah. feel to it. So yeah. I, don't, I think you can take your preschoolers, but I don't think they're going to be like, "Oh, this is our favorite movie. We can't wait to whatever." Yeah, you know.
0: yeah. Knox Noc- was with us. He's mm-hmm. three, and he sat through it. Um, we always go to a place that serves lunch, like a oh, yeah. movie girl. Yeah, that's cool. To distract with food if they get bored. Yeah. Um I don't think he got most of it. Yeah. But it's pretty, and he. You know what he loved? He loved joy. He loved yeah the character joy. I mean yeah. I think that a little kid can attach to the certain caricatures of the emotions and like
1: oh yeah like that part. There's not definitely it. some funny parts and some yeah and, and tons of bright colors and stuff. But yes,
0: it's very like visually captivating and it that's that's not boring.
1: No. I mean, yeah. There's enough
0: action going on that a little kid could, you
1: know. Yeah. So just as a it. recap, if no one has seen it, it's yeah. It's all set in this little girl's head, Riley, she's eleven years old, and mm-hmm. there's these little emotions that kind of kind of control her and direct her on how she should respond to things. And of course it started off when she was a baby and she only had one emotion, joy. And Mm. then it was, yay, she's so adorable. And then of course the next emotion that pops up is sadness because she's crying. And that is literally the only baby emotions. And then it goes in and now she's 11 and there's a few more emotions in there, disgust and anger and what fear. Yeah. Mm Um, so when I saw that it was an eleven-year-old girl, I'm like, "Oh Lord, eleven-year-old girls, what's <laughs> going on in their head?" So yeah, it was it was interesting they picked that. Yeah, and yeah. so I felt I think it felt like an eleven-year-old girl movie. You know, I mm-hmm. think that really is kind of the target. My my niece is eleven years old, and as sweet and innocent and, you know, still a little kid as she is. She's still got this almost tween thing. Well, I guess she's a tween. This almost teen thing going on. And Mm -hmm. it's just new emotions coming in. And why are you suddenly sad? And so that's sort of what it dealt with is that I feel like that changing. Well, uh, it's kind of
0: like this, like one foot in the like, I walk like an adult. I talk like an adult. One foot in the I'm still jumping around and sliding down banisters. Kind of like. Absolutely. Yeah. Being silly and goofy. She had a goofy part. Like when do you lose the goofy and the silly and the you know right childishness
1: so yes. for me when i watched it i thought everybody that has a tween needs to take their kid to this movie <laughs> and say like look we're going to watch this movie together and we're going to talk about it together like this is going to yes. be a thing not just like hey let's go see the movie and get popcorn because yes. so much you could talk about about these emotions about well the the, the most obvious one is Riley could not control her emotions. She was controlled by these little monster, uh, not not monsters, but, you know, these little cute um, emotions in her head. They're pressing buttons and making her do stuff. They're putting light bulbs in her head to help her. uh, I mean, to make a decision. Come up ideas. Yeah, Yeah, come up with ideas. And we don't we don't have to do that. We can control our own emotions. If we are in a situation where we feel like anger is the best thing to do, that's not always the best thing to do. And we can control that. And then, yeah. of course, leading it even more into the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't have to live according to our flesh and according to our sinful desires. We can um, be in accordance with uh, the Holy Spirit. And I love that verse. I love that word because when one time I wrote it out for some reason, and it has dance at the end of the word, accordance. It's D A C um, is how it's spelled yeah. at the end. Mm-hmm. And I felt like if you're dancing with someone, you're real close to them and you're in step with them. And I love that idea of being in accordance in a dance with the Holy Spirit. And that's what our kids, that's what they need to learn how to do. I mean, with everything in our world and all the choices that we have and all the things that we can do. And if we could live in accordance with the Holy Spirit, tied as a dance with the Holy Spirit, I mean, that's what our kids need to learn. So I was like, that's what I would shout to parents. Talk about that. That was my big, big takeaway. Well, I
0: loved, you know, I'm all about language and giving words and vocabulary mm-hmm. to my kids to be able to communicate and especially having all boys, just like having words for feelings. Yeah. I think as they grow up into men, like to be able to say what they're feeling and put a label on it and recognize there can be combinations like, you know, joy and sadness kind of mixed. And um, even in the movie Home, mm-hmm. did you see that?
1: I didn't see that. Was it good?
0: I actually liked it. We can talk okay. about that in a minute. Okay. But there's a a term they use called mad sad. Which I thought was really helpful because one of my boys sometimes gets mad sad. He's Mm -hmm. his feelings are hurt, Mm -hmm. but instead of saying my feelings are hurt, he just gets angry back at the person. Right. So it's helpful for me to say, "Are you mad sad?" And then he can be like, "Yeah, that's 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 what this is. This is what this is what that feeling is." So um, to have language for it, I thought that that movie, you know, was helpful going forward. You could talk through.
1: Absolutely. And I also
0: loved how they came to the conclusion because. The other, the main plot of the movie is that the family has moved from Canada, the Canada Minnesota, Minnesota. to um, which is basically Canada, <laughs> um, to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And what are the feelings and the things and the changes? And I, you know, if you've ever moved, it's a big deal. They say yeah. it's one of the top stressors: yeah. new job, new baby, new home. And what are you? What are you feeling? And if what was bothering me as the movie started. Like, one, I couldn't sort out, do babies only have one emotion? <laughs> like, I was really, like, like then the whole original sin thing was going in my head. Like, yeah. it's in there, but maybe they're not expressing it. And I know babies, they get super, my babies were super, super angry. angry. Like, the, <laughs> and sad. I mean, they were all, they, like, day one in the hospital, they had all yeah. those emotions. Anyway, and fearful. There's, yes. like, a reflex for fear. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, is. so I think they kind of did. I don't know if that was true. Anyway, then it was bothering you know, me that everything was... Have-
1: Those little emotion people in our heads, right, Heather? Those little people in our heads.
0: (laughs) You don't, but maybe I do. Um, But then that was bothering me that everything was happy.
1: Right. And And she's she's trying so hard the whole time.
0: The whole time to have every memory be joyful. Yes. And I was thinking, what culture do we live in where everything has to be happy? Every second I was getting really annoyed with that. Like, come on, Disney. Really? I know Disney World is a happy place, blah, blah, blah. But. This is not real life. Right. Sad things happen. And it came around to that. Yeah. In the movie. like It
1: did such a great job of it.
0: Yeah. The, that by not acknowledging sadness, by shoving it to the side, literally, Joy is like pushing the sadness persona aside. Mm-hmm. It's actually driving Riley to lose who she is and disconnect and to not express it, yeah. to not acknowledge certain
1: emotions
0: is so harmful.
1: And she's also almost remembering them incorrectly by only focusing on the joy part of it. Yeah, When Joy's remembering, um, that, that main scene that we're just completely spoiling, but, um, yeah. that main scene of her being, um, really happy after they won a hockey game. She Mm -hmm. had forgotten that right before that, or maybe she didn't win the hockey game. Maybe they lost it. That's what the whole point was, was that began in a sadness. And then her mom and dad came around her and the, and her little team came around her and it ended up being a happy time. So it was a happy and joyful at the same time. Yeah. And I liked that the parents were the ones that went to her. It wasn't like she was like, well, I'll put on a happy face or my friends gave me some candy or whatever, Mm -hmm. but those Mm -hmm. parents came in and that's what happens when there's sadness that's when your parents can come in and help you and to turn to your parents. I just, all that about the, the the sadness. You love the, yeah, the relationship. I loved it. Well, and the other thing I'm thinking,
0: like, um, I was listening to some podcasts and they were talking about like how oftentimes we aren't acknowledging grief or giving enough space for people to be sad. So it's like coming out in other like unhealthy ways, like major depression, suicide, or, um, they were saying, think about Scottsdale, Arizona, like, people are totally ignoring the fact that they're mortal. They're like plastic surgery and, you know, we're just going to play golf all day. And like this life's never ending. And on the street corners are kids dressed in goth. Like, okay, you're not going to acknowledge death. Like I'm going to wear death. Right. That it's important for our children, for us to say, instead of telling them to stop crying Mm -hmm. constantly to be like, Oh, you're sad. Okay. Let's go be sad. That's fine. You know, and, and for girls to not, Oh, let their emotions go crazy, mm-hmm. like a stallion, but under control. You right. know, like there's times and there's places, and let's give it a place so that it doesn't come out in a wacky situation. I feel like we could be out in public, and people are getting so angry at each other because I think there's not a healthy way that they're expressing anger. So it's coming out in like you get in a fight with a clerk it's in a store, crazy, yeah. You know, yeah, and everyone's like on edge, like Insane, they're about to right. lose it, yeah. Right. Um, so I loved I loved that conversation and one other thing I'm reading this book. If y'all have never done a study on the Holy Spirit, um, I'm reading through Forgotten God by Francis Chan. Have you ever read that?
1: No, it's on my Kindle though, and I've been wanting to read that one.
0: Okay, well I'm reading it with some people that's keeping me accountable to like keep reading. Mm -hmm. But this chapter we just talked about was just talking about like theology one oh one of the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit and recognizing that the Holy Spirit and God, they have emotions. Yeah. Like when it says um do not grieve the Holy Spirit in yeah. Isaiah 6310 and Ephesians 4.30, mm-hmm. that's not an exaggeration. Like we can grieve the Holy Spirit. He has feelings, he has sadness. Yeah. He created feelings.
1: Yeah, that's really
0: good. You know, there there's joy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's overwhelming spiritual laughter kind of joy yeah. that we can experience and it's one of the fruits.
1: Yeah. And anger. Uh, there's complete anger. Yes. Right. Let's
0: talk about anger. So, moms are always like, let's get rid of my anger. No. Nope. You can't get rid of it. It's, 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 just don't, don't sin in it. It's, don't yeah, use it it's to the solve action. the problem.
1: And it's also what you're angry about. Are you angry because your kids are encroaching on your time? Or are you angry <laughs> because right. there's sin? You know, you have to yeah. kind of weigh it a little bit. But
0: that's the best, my, the best book on that is Good and Angry.
1: Oh, yeah. I've mentioned it before
0: on this. It's, um, that anger helps you realize that something's wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, but I like, you can't
0: use it to solve the problem. You like identify the problem saying, okay, this is making you angry. Why? Mm-hmm. But don't use anger to solve it. Yeah. Um, that, that is mm. to me, our world.
1: Helpful. Our world could learn that. Yeah. Our world could learn that. No, yeah, we could learn mm. that. Okay. Maybe we- well, along with that, I thought even the disgust character was just complete silliness. And that seems like yeah. a weird emotion to even focus on. Mm-hmm. But I like what they said. Disgust basically keeps us from hurting ourselves or, um, yeah. you know, I, and I can't remember the example they were giving cause they were talking about broccoli and stuff, but <laughs> I, I like that though. Like I want my kids to be disgusted with sin. And so I want them, mm-hmm. and I, it, it goes back to what you were saying too, like give them, um, vocabulary for what they're feeling. And so it's not yeah. just like, we don't do this cause we don't do it, but we have a real emotion about it. God is really angry about certain sins yeah. and we can be very disgusted, not um, about things, not because we're better than or something, but we, so we can say, Hey, it's truly evil. Like yeah, that is, that is disgustingly evil. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, I like what you're saying. I see it more clearly now, but I had thought of it before, just not with the good words that you're saying about giving vocabulary to emotions and letting kids say like, this is how I feel specifically being real specific mm-hmm. about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did read one, uh, little article, um, some, some moms of kids with special needs with, um, maybe down syndrome or other um, mm-hmm. intellectual disabilities were kind of upset with the way discussed uh, addressed anger when mm-hmm. they were like blow torching the whole <laughs> Yeah. And she called him a moron and an idiot, which uh, I don't love those words. Anyway, if all of movie makers could just like get rid of these uh, name calling things, know. that would be so well, helpful. I mean, but, idiot
1: is in toy story. That is just, I a- mean, I'm
0: just so, but I'm like, why, why do we have to say that? I like criticizing people's intelligence, like, there are truly children who are born and their intelligence is lower yeah. than others and yeah. it doesn't make them less of people. Yeah. So I do, you know, if, I mean that it's kind of like really knit. I think, I think you'd still see the movie even though that's in there, but um, overall, like you said, it, there are so much worse stuff out there than this movie. And there's so much positive that can come from it. So Absolutely. I, I
1: mean, I don't think it's like the best movie that ever happened. It wasn't like I walked away and was like, Oh, <gasps> Like, yeah. you know, I was so yeah. in love with it. I can't wait to like get the t-shirt or something. I thought yeah. there was some really slow parts when they're like going through all those different lands in her mind and it mm-hmm. was and that whole abstract part. like my boys love
0: that. Did they, they thought that was their favorite part.
1: I just i it was sort of like they're trying too hard. Like they're getting all of these these words about your brain and trying to make something of it. And I just felt it was kind of boring. But my
0: one son that's like the most engineering minded, oh, he loved that. He loved that. Like oh, how funny. they like decontextualized. And yeah, yeah. he oh, thought that was cool. great. And they keep singing about the imaginary friend. other part oh, yeah. They really oh, liked. I, the, yeah.
1: You know what? I loved him. I, I yeah. thought the way they, the way that he sacrificed himself was mm-hmm. so great because he mm-hmm. thought about it beforehand. He didn't let her know he was going to sacrifice himself. There was so much good. And he had been so ignored for years um, mm-hmm. by Riley and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, he's an imaginary friend. And that he would sacrifice himself so that she could be whole so that she could have good memories and be willing to completely be erased from her memory. Yeah. Like what a conversation to say when you are feeling misaligned and when you are feeling that someone is being mean to you, are you still willing to sacrifice what you want and what's best for you and making yourself exactly what Mark 1044 are you willing to make yourself a slave for them? I, yeah. I just love that part. I thought that was really good.
0: Well, if you think too, um, we've brought this up before. Like the extended adolescence that's kind of prevalent in our mm-hmm. culture. Like, well, one, exposing kids to things too young. Yeah. And then two, there's Allowing like twenty five year olds yeah. walking around that are still super childish, like yeah. going to comic con, like ridiculous, like over the top, <laughs> like yeah, childishness. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. you know, not child like faith. I'm talking about like no, just, I know, like Maturity. grow up. Yeah, grow up. That okay, you know what? our imaginary friends might need to go away. Yeah. Like we might need to let go of those things that we're holding to that bring us comfort and grow up a little bit. I thought that that, that they, what they painted a picture of is there's certain things that are good for a time. Mm-hmm. and there's really great things that can come when we lose those things
1: that's so good so her
0: memories changed and then she got all this great stuff like there were way more worlds that formed mm-hmm. in the next phase and her control board got bigger as she grew older but like it gets more complex but it also gets better there was extended joy our children experience deeper joy as they get older and and to to not recognize like, you know, the rite of passage, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that you were a child and it was so great when you were a kid. Remember those fun things we did, but look at all these things that are coming forward and let's move forward and look at all these response. you know, like, and even though we to had experience. to go
1: through these really hard things, yes. you know, and these really emotional things and things that literally change your life and might not feel for the better, but eventually they make you richer. Yeah. 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 Well, there was that also that one part along with what you're saying is, um, being bong or whatever, the imaginary friend, he had that little, um, wagon that was like, a, yeah. that he had turned into a rocket. And as yeah. he's, he's like looking at memories when they're trying to get to her or whatever. And he looks at her, and he's like, Oh, Riley's so big. She's not going to fit in my wagon. Mm-hmm. Like he did mm-hmm. not read. He still is seeing Riley as a two year old, a four year old that was playing imaginary friend. He didn't even realize that she was an a adult, a, a, you know, 11 years old growing up and I think that's how parents are too like going with what you're saying allowing for this long thing and then exactly what you said is is a scripture about I can't remember exactly how it goes but about putting behind childish things and not um I can't think of it about the spiritual milk and all that but I can't well
0: yeah that you you can't just keep drinking milk like there's meat for for believers who are growing in their faith. You know, yeah. you shouldn't continue to stay at a level. You should be growing. Yeah. Just like children are growing. I mean, same with Jesus. Yeah. He grew in wisdom and stature. He didn't stay childish. Mm. That's all so, good stuff, Heather. I thought it had a lot to it, but I think the reason why you're saying you wouldn't see it over and over again is it's it kind of deep. I mean, there's a lot to it and there's a lot of deepness. It's not this like fluff movie.
1: And it wasn't super fun. There were super funny parts. Definitely there yeah. were some funny parts. And there was little like... I don't know if you are a CSI Miami fan, but there was a CSI Miami joke in there. And, like, there was all sorts of funny things in there. But I don't think it's, like, a thing of, like, Frozen where kids are going to be, like, dressing up and watching it 400 times.
0: Yeah, there's not really the arc that Frozen
1: had. No. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one thing that somebody left a comment on my blog two minutes after I posted mine, of course. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I was at a performing arts camp. I had written it that morning, like at six o'clock in the morning before I went to this performing arts camp. I'm going to be gone all day to like three o'clock. But like we do, like we do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm checking on my phone like, oh, I just need to make sure I don't, whenever I post (laughs) this, people always leave me in comments or like, I can't believe you said so and so or whatever. It's fine. Again, they don't have a healthy
0: way to release their anger. So they put, leave it in a comment.
1: (laughs) I wrote all my thoughts out. They can write theirs, whatever. But yeah. So, and of course, the first comment was something that I completely forgot about. And it was the only one thing that I may have raised my eyebrow about if I did, but it was so inconsequential was at kind of the stupid. end.
0: It was kind of stupid. The, the 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 boyfriend. The boyfriend
1: thing. Yeah. So when they are in her imaginary part of her brain, they're seeing all this great stuff like French Fryland and um, Clown Balloon Island or whatever and like Glitter Castle. And then there's Boyfriend Machine and like generates a boyfriend and he comes out and he's all got like... I don't know what kind like, of like area. Justin Bieber kind of hair, yeah, but it's dark. Yeah. And he's, he's like I'd die for say? you. I would die for Riley. I would die for Riley. And but so But like think about when you were an eleven year old girl. <laughs>
0: right. Didn't you play that game with paper? Like where you like fold the paper and you'd you know, one, two, three, four and you yeah, open yeah. it. A dream catcher, whatever it was. I don't dream know. Dream
1: catchers, yeah.
0: Yes, and they were like, we would totally talk about, or you did the mansion game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always dreaming about what your boyfriend or your husband, and of course you want him to die for you. I hope <laughs> that my future daughter-in-laws right. want my sons to, like, love right. them that much, they would die for them. Well, like,
1: so, okay, so then, for in, if you haven't seen it, so what happens is at the end, she Joy is trying to save Riley, so she gets all those boyfriends, and she gets like a thousand of them, and she they generate like a bunch of them yeah. stand on top of each other, and she uses as a ladder, and then they actually do all quote die because they fall into like the abyss of where memories don't you know disappear or whatever. Actually, yeah. where they do disappear, and so her thought was, you know, there's kids that actually do deal with depression and say I would die for this, and so that they had. That they were yeah. showing this so flippantly, I would die for her, and then they, you know, got a million of them, and then actually did kill them off, basically, and that that was kind of people fl- who um, deal with depression, and I sort of see that because of because he was kind of supposed to be realistic, like she wants a boyfriend who would do that for her, but as. I had totally forgotten about it because I, my first thought when I saw the boyfriend was, Oh great. Why do they have to bring a boyfriend thing into it? Yeah. But joy's response to the boyfriend was like, Ew, gross. She thought it was right. stupid. So then I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. The whole point yeah,
0: I don't think they did. gave him like a lot of credence. No, I don't so they, feel like it was a big part of the thing. I think you could have forgotten about it. I didn't honestly
1: about it. I didn't. I wrote a whole fifteen hundred words, and I didn't even mention them. So yeah, he obviously yeah. wasn't very important, even though he was somewhat in the finale, or rather in the climax.
0: Like he saved the day, but whatever. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I, don't, I mean, when my boys I mean, talk about it, they never bring that up. Yeah. So I think it was more he felt very unreal to me, and so I like that that they would have a boyfriend feeling very unreal that it was just yeah. some far off thing for Riley in the same place as you know French Fried Land and literally- when
0: when she really actually interacts with a real boy at the <laughs> hockey game, it was the best. That was the best. <laughs> we laughed so hard. He like. It shows what's happening in his brain. I mean, the end of the movie—you have to stay for the end of the movie—that shows all of what everyone's thinking because that's
1: all their people inside. And his is just—they are just like in a flipping position, on the (laughs) running around in circles, alarms going off everywhere. Girl, 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 girl. Okay, but hey, then I was thinking, honestly, what do you think about that? Like, I don't want my boys my boys, I don't have boys, my boy, to mm-hmm. think that that is how he has, that—that that is his, the, that's the model. Inevitable. That's how yeah. you're going to be when you're with girls. I mean, maybe that just is how they're going to be when they're with I've
0: them. never been a boy, so I don't know. I know that I would be you know that what way I sometimes mean? when a boy looked at me that I liked, I'd be like,
1: uh, uh. <laughs>
0: he's looking at you say something <laughs> i mean who hasn't been in that situation no
1: i know i know i just that's so what i'm I kind think, of asking like it's it, yeah. a bad thing but you know just leading into that that
0: i think my boys know, well because stupid. they don't even they don't even have a sister that's true they're totally in trouble that's true. They're, i don't even know they have a cousin but she's really fun and easy yeah. i don't know yeah. not that all girls aren't fun and easy but no i know they've grown up with her yeah yeah well See what we did? We just talked a lot about inside out.
1: So good, but see how many conversations we just had? It was so good.
0: I say, yes.
1: See oh, it? Yeah.
0: And totally go get ice cream and get a brain freeze.
1: Yes. reference to the movie. Yes.
0: And talk about it.
1: Yeah. And
0: and, and keep going on. Like I mean, it keeps coming up yeah, with our can family. Bring, yeah,
1: you could bring it up again. And honestly, the more I, I it kind of grew on me when I first left the movie theater. I was like, "Okay, that was good." Um, but the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. And honestly I think you really could do, especially in the summer, you know, you could actually do some little devotional things about with each emotion. Yeah, yeah, with each emotion or just like about fear. Someone. Think about
0: oh we haven't even talked about the fear character. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I had a friend post on her Instagram how much it meant to her that the fear character was in there, that that it's not something she should be powered by. Mm -hmm. that driven by and um, let it paralyze her. And uh, then another friend who just, they just moved their whole family. She said it struck such a chord. I mean, she was in tears because of the moving thing. And I think, you know, some people, the the anger thing may be like exactly what they needed to talk about or the sadness. Maybe sadness is like taking over too much and, you know, keeping you from moving forward in joy. I felt like my boys wanted to be joy. Like Mm -hmm. they left being like, Oh no, I wanna be joy, no, I wanna be joy. Mm. Except for my one son who loves red and, and he said he, he wanna be angry. anger. Right. So whatever.
1: Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was I thought that the art like I said, I think the target audience is eleven year old kids. Yeah. Um and but then I also thought parents can learn something. It's not your job to make your kids happy. You know, no. you need to let them experience no. everything. You know, you know what I mean. Experience yeah not getting the award and not getting to go to this
0: disappointment and
1: disappointment, experiencing all those things is really important. L- not just really important, like, Oh, really important for their entire life. Their core memories, who they are, like the foundation of their life. They need that.
0: They need failure a little bit. Yes. Let them fail. Yes. They're so, I loved, um, my one son was on a soccer team this year and, um, they didn't get trophies. Good for them. And that, that wasn't like they were, like, belittled and shamed in the whole process. He's just like, I believe trophies are for people who win a majority of their games. And we did not win a majority of our games. He told them that? Yeah. <gasps> and we are going to go celebrate how, what each of you did. So he took each person up and spoke about what they learned that year, that season in the game. And they each got, like, a cute shirt. He still gave them something. But the goal was, like, let's talk about like growth and then every single game they focused on three things um playing smart playing together and playing strong or something playing hard playing hard and so then people different kids would get recognized
1: right for one of those things but it wasn't
0: like he tried to keep it even it was just kind of like oh he played hard and he played smart and he played played together
1: that they are on that team i love right
0: i was very impressed i would be like Keep them together. Where are they going? Oh, yeah. they're just like herding cats. I mean. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My son is in the gymnastics that you have to buy a medal or a trophy for them. So some kids got trophies because their parents bought them. And some, like my son, did not. So we'd have to walk <laughs> by the trophies and the medals at the no. last little performance thing. And Ace is all, I want a trophy. And I'm like, dude, trophies <sighs> are people who for win something. And you know who should get a trophy? Mommy. Because I brought you here every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The mommy trophy. You were walking by holding your trophy. No, you didn't do that. I did yeah. say that to him, though. Not that mean, yeah. though. Not that mean. No, you didn't. No. I know you didn't. Okay, one movie that came out that we haven't talked about and we really don't want to spend much time on is mm-hmm. Tomorrowland, which yeah. hopefully wah, wah, nobody here. Wah, wah. Yeah. I mean, really, I, if I could take back seeing, taking my kids, like, I what really What did your wish kids they, think about
1: it? I'm interested they in
0: that. hated it. Did they? Like I was just in the car with them. We were at the museum today, and we were driving home. And I was like, "Hey guys, what was your favorite movie you've seen like late- recently?" And they all said Inside Out. Yeah. I said, "Okay, what besides that?" And they're like, "Well, definitely not Tomorrowland." <laughs> oh my like it wasn't like they were they like made a point to tell me it was scary. Okay, it was scary, and and it, like the robots look like people, and the. Damage and the violence towards these quote unquote robots, right? Was like rated R level to me. Yes, there was no blood, but it was super violent.
1: The first fight scene with the little girl and the two people, and they're just like fighting that little girl, and when the car drives over the girl,
0: and then the little face, the police come and they're holding the like skull. They hated that.
1: Yeah, I I was disappointed because you know I'm a big Disney fan, Disney World fan, and. I am a big Lost fan, and one of the writers and producers and all that, directors, is J.J. Abrams, who um, is from Lost. And then, you know, I'm also a fangirl of many things. And one of my favorite writers about Lost, he would do movie reviews, and I'm, I'm sorry, episode reviews and recaps. He also worked on that movie, like, just Mm -hmm. um, as a writer and getting kind of, like, the backstory and all this. He's a Christian. Doc Jensen is his, like whatever stage name. I don't know. Yeah. I can't think of what his first name is. He's a Christian. And so then I was like, and I read his story. His wife died of brain cancer in the middle of all this stuff. Oh no. And he had his church family around him. And now he's a single dad. I mean, i read his story. I was sobbing. I'm like, I love this guy. So then I'm like, Tomorrowland, I can't wait to see it. And you know, Brad Bird, who was the, I always get the titles confused, but the main guy for um, Tomorrowland, he was Incredibles and Ratatouille and so many great movies. Movies. So yeah. I'm so excited about Tomorrowland and so excited. A new Disney world tie in. And i love the preview of the girl picking up the pen yeah, and all that. Yeah. It seemed really innocent. And then the I was preview. so disappointed and I kept hoping, well, maybe, and yeah. maybe. And then I'm like, I don't understand this. I don't understand one thing that just happened in this movie. It makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. I Bummer. said, well, what was something you learned? And I was just like, crickets. <laughs> I mean, really, what is, What do you learn? I know. Hmm.
1: Well, here's what I heard someone talk about. It was probably Phil Fisher because that's who I listen to the most about things like yeah. this. Yeah. And he was talking about maybe he was interviewing. I, I can't remember. So don't hold me to that. But anyway, okay. that most movies that we watch or that, that come out now, they're all about how the world is um, – Going to end and it's going to end horrifically. And I mean, that's what all these dystopian yeah. stuff is about. There is yeah. no utopia about the future anymore. And when Walt Disney um, at the World's Fair and he created um, all of these things, and when um, Disneyland and Disney World were being created and having Tomorrowland, he was seeing the future as a utopia and this positive yeah, light. It's only going to get better. Beginning. It's only yeah. going to get better. Now, Tomorrowland is a joke. Because I'm talking about in the parks, it's a joke because that is not the future. We don't ride in rockets and have little robots bring us drinks on a, on a tray. That's like a pretend future that never happened. It skewed off some other place. It's, it's the, I don't even know what it, what a good description is. Um, and so. Apparently, the I'm gonna again, I'm not sure who this was, maybe Brad Bird or whoever said wanted this positive utopian thing to be back instead of all this dystopian thing that is just so popular in the media Mm -hmm. and in our movies Mm -hmm. and books right now. And I think that's, I I think that's sort of what they tried to do, but it just did not go well. And I don't know, I don't, I don't know as a Christian, I don't know if I think the world is gonna get to a, a utopia or if it's just my American ness. Yeah. You know, going along with this dystopian thing. I don't know. It just, it just felt, that whole movie just felt really weird and like off. It was just confusing.
0: Yeah. I remember we saw it with my parents and, you know, Revelation, the world, you know, a lot of bad things happen before Christ comes back. But, you know, I do, I do kind of remember watching it and thinking, We as Christians have a decision to make. How are we painting the picture of the gospel? Are we painting it like bad news bears? Like, oh, the world's going to end and it's awful and you better get out of here quick and your only salvation is Christ. And Or do we say, okay, God wants to be with you forever in this beautiful place and he's going to redeem everything and there's going to be a new heaven and earth and it's going to be gorgeous. And that's our utopia. Yeah. And that we could preach the hope of the good news. I felt like the people with the pens, it was kind of like, you know, I, I kind of forget the movie a little bit. But there was like people who were like good messengers who were speaking this like yeah, they, good story. They like were the creative. Secret. They were like the yeah. creative
1: people who were willing to do whatever. Kind of ambassadors of yeah. sorts
0: for it. I feel like, okay, for are art. we going to be ambassadors of Christ and like speak the hope that is available in a world that is lost and dying? You know, are we going to be the doomsdayers, the fire and brimstoners who are just going to, like, speak death and destruction? Like, the wor- you That's know really that the insightful. world is getting worse. Yeah. Like, we know that. Like, cancer and the news even just today. I mean, it's, like, yeah. constant, like, nah. I know. But... I think, you know, a voice of hope in the midst of that is Yeah, you're right. No,
1: that's so good. Even just really getting down I mean, you can't take symbolism and whatever so far, but like, yeah, if we could be those people that are finding those pins and saying, Hey, we wanna make a better tomorrow, not by our actions, but like God has something better for you.
0: Yeah. Hmm, that's really good. Yeah. And I and you know, I just found my notes from it. I think um they talk about light or dark, which wolf will win. Oh yeah. It's whichever one you feed. And I feel like that whole light or dark thing is what Christ talked about. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna be light in the darkness. Like choose light, don't mm-hmm. choose darkness. Um, you know, I don't know.
1: No, we talked when we Les and I saw that together, and when he when we when he said that line about which one are you gonna feed the the light or you the know. dark that's um like our daughter just deals with some, you know, some fear and stuff, mm-hmm. issues, anxiety a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so he said, I'm gonna tell that to Lydia. You know, yeah. let her know, like, hey, you can feed this fear inside of mm-hmm. you and feed this like, Oh, I'm freaking out. Or you can yeah. feed God has everything under control. I can do all things through Jesus who gives me strength and you know, all those feed all those things inside of you. Yeah. Um I'm more than conqueror and all those different things. And so I think that is a good quote. Um yeah. A good, uh, you know, picture,
0: weird picture. But I would say, like, Tomorrowland should definitely be, like, a 13 and up.
1: Oh, yeah. In general, like, I wouldn't see it at all just because it was a weird movie. But if you see it. It was a weird movie. I'll let your I, but, little kids see it. But
0: as I was sitting there watching, I was like, okay, if I have a teenager and my options available are some of these, like, horrific movies that are out there. And my yes. kids are going to go see movies. Yes. I'm kind of thankful there's an option for the teenagers. Yeah. That's, like got something kind of interesting yeah, no. a little bit of a storyline that's different Good point. Good that they point. could go see that's not all about sex Good or point. like drugs and rock and roll like okay I, I, if I had kids that age then that would be a movie that I would let them go see yeah Yeah. And I, but not for, I'm so sad that like my five year old, I mean, they didn't need those images in their head. They were horrified. They were under the table most of the time. It was not, uh, no, (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: not for little kids. No. Poor
1: things. Yeah.
0: Well, they were excited too. I mean, it was advertised everywhere. Yeah. 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 Oh, Amanda. Yes, we can talk and talk. But I will, (laughs) I don't know when Home is coming out on DVD. Yeah. I, but I thought all the previews did it a disservice. Okay, yeah. Like, I I thought it was going to be one of those, like, farting, stupid humor movies. Yeah. No. It was really sweet. It was another one that talked a lot about emotions and the importance of family and belonging and having a place and, like, how these aliens thought humans could be – just be happy if they were all moved to, like, Australia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they take over their planet because they kind of watched humans for a while and realized they just liked comfort and convenience. And they thought, oh, we'll just take them over here. Right. And not recognizing, no, they have actual relationships and they're, they're a little more complex than that. And um, one little girl's trying to find her mom. They were separated. And this one little alien that, like, everybody hates um, is helping her. Hmm. And they have a really little just sweet relationship. I think there was more conversations that I'm forgetting yeah. now. But overall, I mean, I would say it'd be worth
1: totally renting when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, we might rent that. Uh, you know I, – I, Yeah, I thought it was good. We actually, this is an old movie, but we well, not super old, maybe two years ago. We saw Epic. Beyonce was in it. Did you see that? Epic, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, that. Yeah, I I really liked that. I heard it was just super boring and whatever, but I thought it was really good. And I thought it had some good. It was kind of like a little bit those bat or whatever they were. Like they were kind of gross, but I thought it had some good topics of you know just helping and of course, loving your dad and all that stuff. And it, well, it felt like avatar too, if you saw that, but yeah, I I ended up really spiritual. liking that movie. I, yeah. Okay. No, really liking that. That's strong. I ended up not being sad that we rented it. I was
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hate that we spent the money on it. the $3. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, um, we've, we've been found this new rental place around the corner from us that has all these movies.
1: You have rental. You have like DVD like rental a real, store. Stuff?
0: Yeah, and like wow. we mentioned a couple to the lady. Like, do you have this? Do you have that? And she was like, "No, we'll go buy it." What I know. That's cool. So, I know it's really nice because I feel like sometimes what I see on Facebook is mom saying, "Okay, guys, what movies can we watch with our kids? Okay, mm-hmm. we're, we're Netflix, Amazon Prime." Yeah, <laughs> like it's trickier now.
1: Yeah.
0: To find them, I know. I feel like we're in this. A between worlds kind of thing like we're we still got some dvds hanging around that we own mm-hmm.
1: there's no place
0: to rent them you can go to the library some yeah. libraries yeah but not a full you know not ours everything. doesn't
1: have anything no
0: yeah and then you've got whatever netflix decides to show and whatever mm-hmm. amazon prime has yep. so it's tricky have you rented have you seen anything on netflix i feel
1: like i don't kinda we don't stink. do net we don't do netflix uh, we have yeah. amazon prime and we have yeah. cable so we're like really we're not gonna get more yeah. <laughs> pay more for television that we don't really need to watch.
0: So I feel like you're kind of whatever is available at the moment.
1: Yeah. You don't get honestly, to really we pick. Don't, we don't watch like we, – we never watch things multiple times except for like short shows, you know? Like we don't mm-hmm. watch movies lots and lots of times. Yeah. Um, I mean we do sometimes but not a lot. And so I don't just like flip around and be like, hey, let's see what's on Amazon Prime and what you guys want to watch because – it's just too – too I don't want them to see all the pictures of everything that they could be watching. I want yeah. to deliver them the movie that they're like. Watch. This is what
0: we're watching. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So date nights.
1: Date nights.
0: What have you seen?
1: Well, we actually are going out tonight. We might go see Jurassic World. Is that terrible? Yeah. I think. I think what my review of that would be is it's probably going to be loud. It's probably mm-hmm. going to be scary, and it's mm-hmm. probably going to um, uh, be CGI. So that's probably how that one will go.
0: CGI computer.
1: Yeah. Generated. It's just going to yeah. be all computer stuff. Yeah. Um, we saw the uh, the book Thief. Yeah. And I had read that book and I really liked it. I,
0: I did too. I didn't yeah.
1: know when I started reading the book that it was a young adult book. And I didn't mm. know that the, um, the main narrator was Death so yeah. that I was like, I, "What's happening in this book?" It's I don't understand super it. creative. If y'all haven't ever
0: read that book, it's a it would be a good summer book to read because oh, yeah. it's super creative. Yeah, I like um, it. It's sad.
1: Yeah, it's sad.
0: I thought it was going to be like, I guess because I'd read the book before I saw the movie. People said the movie was so sad. But I think that there were sad parts in the book that weren't in the movie. Yeah, you can't give no all the way.
1: nuances of sex. No. no. Oh, yeah. There were some really good parts in the book that weren't in the movie. But I thought the movie was really good. I thought yeah. all the actors were good. I felt like they – I don't know because I don't look it up. But I felt like there was a lot less American people in it. Mm-hmm. Like just the little boy, the little blonde boy. I can't think of his name. And I, yeah. I just thought they were – all of that part was really good. Um, yeah. The next day, my husband said to me, I really liked that movie we saw last night. I thought about it a few times today. So he really mm-hmm. liked it.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> thought I thought it was – I thought it's a unique perspective because it's the Jew, uh, the German side. Like right. how the Nazi uh, force affected families there negatively. Like it's not like –
1: Even the ones that were pro-Germany.
0: Yeah. They did not have a great time through no. all that. So you know – and then it also that was the a communist
1: it brought the communist thing up too, like that little girl, her parents yeah. were
0: apparently
1: mm-hmm. communist, but she didn't know, but she's still being um marginalized and whatever because of it yeah.
0: and the jew that anyway, yeah sweet relationships
1: yeah, yeah, I thought that one was really worth it, um especially yeah. because it was a young adult book, then I was afraid what would the movie be like, like are they going to make it more young adult ish and they did not, oh, and so no. i I thought I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was good. You know what else we saw, I forgot to tell you, was The Judge hmm, with that? Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Duvall. Okay. Okay, so my husband doesn't like to watch – now we have turned into, like, these people that watch, like, superhero movies because we don't want to <sighs> get into, like, big drama in our lives. We're like, oh, we have drama in our lives. We don't need to, like, be stressed out watching Well, that's, <laughs> like,
0: America. That's why all of America is watching superhero movies. Well, yeah. and
1: maybe that's what it is, but yeah, um, I think they do superhero movies because they've already, like – have half the costumes and half the storyline, so they don't have to do anything. But <laughs> yeah, um, And I am not going to totally recommend it. It was probably rated R. I don't know, because it had some sexuality in it, not okay. like huge stuff. And so, and it had language in it. But it was just a really good story of a son and dad, Robert Downey Jr. being the son, and a super mean dad um, of Robert Duvall. And I really like Robert Duvall because he's so weird.
0: But is it redeeming?
1: Like, Yeah, and... Man, I don't know. I just, I, I. Really, when it was done, we were like, "Man, that was good. We really liked that." So, mm. if you can, if if you can get past language, um, you know, no. I think that was a good one.
0: We'll have to check that out. We saw a woman in gold, okay, which has been in the theaters for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and it's apparently done really well. It's the story of a woman who grew up in Austria right around the time of World War II and her family was a very wealthy Jewish family and they had this Klimt painting that he had done of her aunt and this aunt she had a really special relationship with and shows all these sweet scenes with her aunt and um, her aunt actually ends up dying while this she's a little girl so she's a really special person in their life mm-hmm. and this painting is of her and then the Nazis come in and take everything and Um, Fortunately, this woman had fled and gone to California, but as she's an older woman, she recognizes like, this painting belongs to my family and it's hanging in a museum. And this younger, young lawyer helps um, her get the painting back. But it's their whole story of like, it's not an easy process. Mm -hmm. And the young lawyer sacrifices, you know, a lot, career, Mm -hmm. time, you know, his family, like they're not making money. to do it and they end up like it's just really it's a sweet it's a sweet story and you're kind of cheering for them and yeah you just really want good to happen because can you imagine you're just like it's family in austria and yeah and everything's destroyed in an instant like um yeah because of hate and yuck but um it's redeemed in a way and I, like, I don't know i thought it was it was well done i i really liked
1: i like that whole that whole interesting thing of world war Two where they were the Nazis were stealing paintings and stealing um, instruments and just so much art. And then, you know, it's rediscovered or the, you know, the whole thing of the monument men and all that. Yeah. Um, I read another book about, I I told you earlier, I I read a book similar to that. I feel like I saw that movie, but I didn't. It was a book about a girl who had, this was a, you know, a a, a novelist fiction, but she was a Christian and ended up going into a concentration camp, Mm. but she was like a violinist. So they put her with some other, um, um, musicians and they would make them like play music while they were doing making the the Jews do all sorts of crazy stuff and it was so it was basically punishment to them because they're having to like play happy songs while people are getting beaten or whatever Ugh. and um, the art that happened in the middle of the concentration camps people making brushes out of things and making paint out of things because they had to get like their emotions out through art mm. and it was really really interesting. What's the name of that book? Okay, it's let me look it up real quick, or I can. Well, look it, it up and I'll put it in the Okay, it's on, my, it's on my Pinterest board, so you might hear me typing a little bit. No, that's fine. But I like that whole idea. That well, whole thing is really interesting to me.
0: Um, another movie, if y'all are looking, and I don't know if it's still in the theaters or not. It was came out in May, so maybe not. But it could be out on DVD soon. Is Far From the Matting Crowd. Maybe good. it's a chi- it's maybe it's a chick flick. Maybe I mean my mom and I loved it. My dad may have fallen asleep a little bit, and Bruce <laughs> might have been checking baseball scores. But <laughs> it was uh, it's a Thomas Hardy novel, and oh. I rem- I remember reading it in, in high school. I think maybe college, but um, it's this headstrong girl who uh, is working on a farm, meets a shepherd who like asks her to marry him, and she's she- like, "What um, year is this?" It takes weeks. A long time ago. Oh, okay.
1: I'm like he. Just, who who shepherds nowadays? Right. Okay, no, 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 ahead. no. That, but that's like a really key part. Yeah. Okay.
0: Of um, I don't know. It's just intriguing. Like when we think of all the shepherded things in the Bible. But, yeah. Um, it, the far from the madding crowd is the matting crowd is London, and they're like outside of London. But okay. Um, it's a long time ago, and just like, just like a series of unfortunate events and like the intersecting of their lives Mm -hmm. throughout the story and all the other men who come in and out of it. She basically has three suitors Mm -hmm. throughout the course of the movie. She Mm -hmm. ends up coming into money. It's just like the way it's done. I think for girls, it would be great. Like an older, um, like a high school girl or mm -hmm. like a college girl could be good. Like when you're in that series of like, who am I going to pick? Like, yeah, not to be bamboozled by the smooth talking guy. And um, there's like the whole crux of the plot of some of these things that happen is that uh, a soldier goes to to a church to get married to like the sweet girl he loves and she goes to the wrong church Mm. and he thinks he's jilted like at the altar. And (laughs) it it, like, it like messed up the whole thing. Like huge, like the whole story comes around that. Moment, like what, if we'd have a cell phone, come on,
1: right, like <laughs> fix, like no,
0: wrong saints, church, whatever, so but you know i thought I thought it it's really beautifully done, like it's the artistry of the film is really gorgeous, right, and then it's super sweet, this shepherd throughout the whole thing, how you see his selfless love of her, yeah. and just his patience with her and his wisdom is very like. God, the father, he is our shepherd kind of, I don't know, figure. And Mm -hmm. anyway, I really. Good
1: male in a movie.
0: Yeah, I just, it was, it was good. It was one that you just. Yeah.
1: So you think it's a date movie or you think it's more of a girls night out movie?
0: Um, if your husband can handle, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I told you we watch superhero movies. <laughs> yeah,
0: like a period piece film. I don't know. It uh, he may I do he may not be
1: able to handle it, but
0: film. I don't know. Yeah, it's maybe a chick flick. Maybe.
1: maybe okay. Flick. The name of that book is The Butterfly and the Violin. Okay, and it's by Christy Cambron, C A M B R O N, and it was good.
0: Okay. All right. I'll put it in the show notes. Butterfly and the Violin. Mm-hmm. Christy.
1: Kim. Cambron.
0: All right. All right. Well, I think this is a good place for people to
1: start. How many movies have we mentioned today? About 12.
0: One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven. Yeah. <laughs> Eight. Yeah.
1: Oh, I think we're good. Hey, we also saw Annie. I know you already talked about that, but I did finally see that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did you like it? I, I, I felt like I could have fallen asleep in it, but... Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the choreo- they hired a choreographer for like one song, or maybe two, and then the rest of it, they were like, "Just do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Spin just around. <laughs> just we'll, do the we'll shimmy. Put the camera on <laughs> your do the feet Carlton or on your face, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it was fine, but I didn't love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I've seen something else. Oh, I saw Julie and Julia for the first time.
1: Oh yeah, I never saw that. It's a blogger movie, right?
0: You know what I loved? I didn't really love the blog movie. Like, I mean, I love that actress, Amy. Yeah. Whatever. Andrews. What is her name?
1: Is that Amy Andrews in that? Oh, I like her.
0: Um, Amy Adams?
1: Oh, Amy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. You're thinking.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's Amy Lynn Andrews. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Amy Adams.
0: Um, Maybe it's too close to home, the whole blogger thing. I was like, eh. But Julia Childs, like, I always thought she was so stiff and boring. I... Loved her. Yeah. Like, I, I just wanted to be her best friend. Like, afterwards, I was like, how can I be happier, like, more joyful in my life? Like, I don't know. I thought that was just really sweet. And yes, there's like, I know people complained about some of the scenes between the husbands and the wives. I mean, it shows a little bit of them like having their intimate moments, but husbands and wives having wife. intimate wife moments. Yeah. I mean, come on, people. Right. That's a good thing. That's so, a good thing. when it shows like how she gets too into her blogging and her, her mission of
1: oh, and her, working through
0: this whole cookbook in a year that she kind of struggles. forgets. Yeah. Kind of forgets her marriage. And I think that's a good lesson. Like the thing, the person who's supporting you, you're kind of dissing. Yeah. So to show him respect, I don't know.
1: Good.
0: Oh, it was a fun movie. If you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I need to, I think we got it through Amazon prime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Well, there Hi. you have it. Yeah,
1: thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody, anybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and if you have any movies you want to add that you saw and you liked, you can always add them to the comments. We would appreciate it.
1: Yeah, and don't forget, check out um, just our Pinterest board with all of our reviews and family discussion guides, especially if you're going to go see any of those movies. You know, those summer movies for a dollar where you get free popcorn or whatever this summer for the kids, we have discussion yeah. guides for a lot of them. I, saw, I know Peabody and Sherman is playing over here and Annie and How to Train Your Dragon and some of those. So if you want to do something fun with your kids that has meaning, go check out some of those movies, yeah. but check out our discussion guides too.
0: Yeah. Print off the discussion guide, go to the movie. Yeah. Just talk about it afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Then you don't feel the guilt for sitting in a movie theater for a couple hours. That's what I'm no, saying. No guilt. Yeah. And yeah. let us
1: know if you did it. Hashtag
0: yeah. family movie moms. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. Right on Instagram. Facebook. All right.
1: Cool. Heather. Thank you so much for letting Thanks Amanda. Have All a right. great week. Bye. All right. Bye.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God centered mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he go to Godcentermom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.